Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. Welcome to the new year, 2022. Happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. We haven't seen you guys since last year. <laughs> I haven't uh, taken a shower since last year. <laughs> the drive today. Don't um, lie to the people like that, bro. Praise God. This year, as directed by the Lord through Pastor Chris, is the year of great delight. Great delight. And this month, the topic is planted in the house of the Lord. And following that topic, we're going to be interviewing Pastor Chris. And joined with me, interviewing is Gerard. Hello. So, yeah, we're going to be basically just answering all the questions to do with why we need to congregate as a church. Why we need to... Yeah, what's the point? Because now, uh, from what, what I've noticed, most churches have dwindled in numbers. And I work in a licensing company. And most churches have decreased their licensing because they've lost people. So I think this is very relevant. Incredibly relevant right now because people are staying home. People are feeling like this is not essential. And I wanted to get... Pastor Chris's reaction to that, how the government has labeled churches and religious organizations as non-essential. Like, when you're working there, you're, you're not an essential worker. Okay. You wanna... What's your reaction to that? Um, <laughs> okay, I, well, you're asking me about why, what's my reaction about government seeing the church. Well, I think that's how we projected it before. Um, the government seeing us as non-essential because we haven't really acted on what the real church should be based on the real meaning of what a church is. Like I explained, Ecclesia, it should be a group. It is a group of believers set apart, called forth to be the power of God here on earth, to manifest his kingdom. And because they have only seen us as a church, as... Uh, people that comes together at church to sing songs of worship and, you know, just congregate and sing songs and read the Bible, study the Bible. That's all they have seen or understand the church is. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't blame them, but I think that's how we have given them that perception. That's all the church is. And we're not really that essential, mm -hmm. but it's about to change now. Like, yeah, um, if we're going to go through to what the church really means, um, we need to, to do it the way God intends the church to be. Mm. We need to do the church the way it, uh, God intends it to be. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I will say they're wrong, but at the same time, it is what they have perceived mm. about the church because of how we did things or how we did church before. Yeah, so why do we need to go to church? Why is it essential? What is the real way God wants us to do church? Me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why is it essential? Okay, so we're going from non-essential, we are essential. Okay, so that perception of the, the, the government or other people about church, like I said, it's about to change uh, because we are going to now realize that the church is very much needed. The church is an essential uh, essential. Right, because the church has been employed, or um, uh, God has put us here so that we can be His representative here on earth. And as a church, 
we are supposed to be the hands, to be the eyes, to be the, um, you know, the voice of God to this world or we'll just go to this nation, Australia. So to uh, manifest the kingdom of God that is through the church. So it's very essential. Uh, it's very important because uh, through the church, we can reach out to people that are, and we've seen that happen in our own, like in our own ministry here in this church. We've seen people not just get saved, but we've seen people healed. We've seen people set free from addiction of drugs, from addiction of um, uh, alcohol. We've seen lives change. And that's not because they came to church, but they came first to Jesus Christ, which we represent. So, when the government sees that, that the problem of, of, of a society like crime, a problem of society like drugs and um, uh, suicide, when they see that the church is the one that can help this uh, problem in the society through the power of the Holy Spirit, I think the government then will realize that the church is essential. Yeah, so... In terms of the role of the church, we briefly touched on it. Where would you say where we are now, what needs to change, um, and what should we actually be to the people of Australia, the people in our local government? How should the uh, local government view the church? Yeah, we need to influence every aspect of the society. This for a while, and I was like that too. I have the concept of the church as we just do our own thing. We should not be involved in the aspect of uh, politics, we should not be involved in education. We should not be involved in anything that has to, like outside the church. We're just the church that gathers together. That was my concept before. But now understanding what God intends the church to be, then I realized we have let the world influence the world or uh, the people that were in that purpose should be us. That's the assignment that was given to us, and that yeah. is to influence every aspect of our society. That's why when we start uh, understanding that and when we start to, to put ourselves in those uh, places like um, businesses, before I don't like to be involved in business because to me, like, no, I don't want to be uh, involved in business because that's not what my calling is. I'm called to be a pastor, but I can be a pastor and at the same time involved in business. Yeah. Because when I understand that God wants me to influence businesses as well, to run as a like an, you know um, uh, a godly business in in the field of business and to be an example there, then I can influence that area of of the society. Mm. We should not be just limited to the area of teaching people spiritually in the church. We can also bring that out in other aspect mm. of society. Mm. Yeah. So that's talking about going out, but why do we need to come together on a Sunday? Very important. Obedience. Okay, so maybe this is the most quoted verse when we talk about fellowship, coming together, why should we come together? And that's in Hebrews 10.25 that it says we should not neglect fellowshipping. But I want to read it because there's a, a reason that, like we just say, uh, because it's commanded in the Bible, mm. but we need to find out, right? Yeah. So it says here, can I just quote part of the verse? I want to read that whole verse. I'll start with verse 24. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Yeah. Let us consider one another. So it's not just speaking about one singular person. This involves other people. Stir up mm. one another. You cannot stir up yourself only. You have to stir up 
one another. Mm. So it's very important that when you become a born-again believer, a child of God, God saves us because He wanted a family. Mm. Okay, so in a family, you have like brothers, sisters, you have mother and father, right? So you're composed of di- like your your different people it put into one as a family. So the same with God's family. He he. That's the reason why He wants us to find and be connected with a local church because we we get connected with God, but we also need to be connected with others mm-hmm. because that's how it works with God, right? Um, we cannot just say it's between me and the Lord. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna grow. Uh, personal devotion, personal study of the Word is very important, very essential. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to be edified, to be built up by other mm-hmm. believers as well. Mm-hmm. Because when you're connected with the local church, you don't only get the opportunity to learn more from the Word of God being taught by your pastor, your leaders, or whoever is the teacher of the Word of God there, but you are also able, given the opportunity to discover your gifts, use your gifts in the ministry. So that's why it's very important to be part of the local church. Yeah. When I read that verse, I hear accountability. Like, let us spur one another on. So when you're by yourself, it's very hard to commit because no one's checking up on you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're in a team, when you're in a church and you're under and you're submitted to leadership, there's accountability there. That's true. And the church, um, the ecclesia, is a group of believers. Mm. So it's a team. It's a team. That's how I see it. Yeah. It's It's a team. Yeah. Like um, even Jesus, Jesus had a team. Yeah. And um, a saying that I remember is, if you want to go quick, then go alone. But if you want to go far, then go with people. Mm. So that's that's how I see it as well. And we must not forget, even Jesus went to synagogue. Yeah. He was offered. He was offered in the temple. Mm-hmm. So his parents also went to the temple. Yeah. So that's been a practice. Yeah. Right? Being in a local church or being in a local temple or synagogue. At that time, they call it synagogue. At that time, they call it temple. Mm. So it's very important. You cannot isolate yourself and just say that I'm okay. Mm. I'll just study the Bible at home. Mm. No, you need to have a connection with other people as well. It helps you grow spiritually, yeah. uh, relationally. Like I said before, God is a, uh, is a, is a God of uh, relationship. Like it's, yeah. it's a relational God. You cannot really take uh, other people out from your life because mm. you become a Christian. Yeah. He wants mm-hmm. us to be involved and yeah, and uh, discover your gifts and yeah, you're given the opportunity to grow into your gifts and be yeah. able to use the gifts that God has given you. Yeah, and I found as well that by yourself you're prone to error. So, like a team covers your back, mm-hmm. covers all the blind spots, and um, like in Proverbs it says that the plan that has Many godly counsel is the one that succeeds, mm-hmm. so not by yourself. Yeah. And yeah. out of the mouth of two or three witnesses is a thing established. Mm-hmm. So if it's just you and you know, you're just by yourself and you think that you figured it out, then you need to humble yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and even in the Bible, you'll see how God moves more powerfully when, when it's, a, it's in a congregation or mm. assembly. I've got one example when Solomon presented was uh, presented the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, the the people of Israel was all there, mm-hmm. and God moved so powerfully that the priest cannot minister anymore. 
So there are things that God will do to you personally, individually, but God moves powerfully when there is a congregation, when there's an assembly. That's why he said, um, uh, he inhabits the praises of his people. And two or three are gathered in my name. Two or three. So, you know, there's power there. We see that also in the example when the people, uh, when the disciples were waiting for the uh, for the coming of the Holy Spirit in, in the upper room, Acts chapter 2. It's not just one individual yeah. that waited for the Holy Spirit to come. It's a group of people. Mm-hmm. And what happened after that? The power came. And then what happened? We see the result in, in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, salvation, there, there was a big uh, like revival that happened in the city. Mm. Right? So there's difference when... You're just by yourself. God can do miracles. God can do something to you. But when the people of God gather together, especially when they are together and one in faith, mm. God can do mightily, powerfully in their midst. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So in terms of coming to church, what if someone's saved but doesn't come to church? What does that mean for them? You're saved, but you're not coming to church. Yeah. Okay. One example that people say is that that um, thief, right? He didn't go to church, mm. but Jesus promised him, "You'll be with me today in the in paradise." Yeah. Mm. So, some people use that for like as an argument that I can be saved but don't go to church. Mm. That's mm. true, but that thief was there or hanging, so like he's got no choice mm. to go to church, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, like he's, he's, he's already sentenced to die with Jesus there. Mm. So he got no choice. But we still have a choice. Mm. Yeah. So going to church is actually a choice. No one can really tell you, um, you know, I cannot say to someone, you're saved, but you're, you're not saved because you don't go to church. Because really it's not what, like our salvation is not based on going to church. Mm. Salvation is by grace yeah. and by personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But again... If we get saved, then we are we are we are supposed to obey what God says in His Word, mm-hmm. and 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 the, and we read it in Hebrews ten twenty five. It is His Word. Yeah, that's part of His Word. It may not be directly from Jesus Christ, but it is from the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. who exhorted us not to forsake the assembly, mm-hmm. because there are different reasons why there, and we we find that. I got strengthened by the church. I got strengthened by my brothers and sisters. I know and I admit I cannot do it alone. Mm -hmm. So we cannot really say you're saved. There's no direct uh, like yes or no. Mm -hmm. If I'm saved and I don't, uh, am I saved because I don't go to church, but I don't go to church. I cannot really say that like, yeah, you're not saved. No, Mm -hmm. no, right? But if you're saved, a, a, a person that's truly saved or a person that truly had an encounter with Jesus, they will be submitted to the word yeah and once they see ah it's important that i go to church Mm. then i want to be connected to that church yeah Mm. Yeah? exactly yeah yeah Yeah. i think one thing that draws people in is community i know um coming to church that was that was one thing i was looking for community um and just being felt like i was welcome one of the one of the uh, people from our bible study the young adult bible study the first time he came they were going around and saying um what did what did we get tonight? And this is the f- the first time this guy's been with um with our yes. church. They get to him, and he says home, and he just starts breaking down. Mm-mm. Started breaking down in front of all of us, because um, it's the first time he felt like he was welcome, the first time he felt like he 
had a a, a community where they where he um, he knew he was loved. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same for me. I come to church and I've I I did feel that. I felt that I was welcome there. I felt like it was a family. I felt people were genuinely genuinely interested in how I was doing. Um, so if, uh, I just want to say to the people who um, aren't going to a church, I hi- highly encourage you find a um, a tongue talking, dead raising, sick healing church with with um, with people who are so in love with the word, so in love with God, um, and just be part of the community. Um, there's nothing. Nothing better than being in God's presence. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. There was um there was a show I recently watched called Made on Netflix. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still watching it. Made. <laughs> and um it's it follows the story of this woman who's a single mum and she's going through like all these social worker things yeah, trying yeah. to get help, trying mm-hmm. to get um all this support, but there's no one supporting her. Mm-hmm. And She's a single mum, so and she's escaping domestic abuse as well. Yeah. And all throughout the show, I'm like, oh, where's the church? Please. Like, where's a just one Christian, please? Come yeah. out and find her. And I think that's that's um that's the role of a, a body of believers as well. Yeah. That yeah. community. Because like all it takes is one person to find her and be like, Hey, come. Come here and mm. come to us and then like practically the church can help her. Yeah, for sure. And also set her free, get her delivered, all that stuff, get her saved, all that stuff. But practically speaking, like the church, that's what the church is for. Mm-mm. And I think that's another val- um, That's another piece of value that comes out of uh, coming to church physically. Yeah. yeah. Remember that word, uh, the true, true religion is looking after orphans and widows. Mm. So that's really one of the role of the church to look after those people that are really in need. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, where is the church? Yeah. So mm. people there like people there that are being thrown away by their families, mm. their own families. But when they see the church as um welcoming them and making them feel that you really belong here, we care for you even mm. if you're not you're not my flesh and blood, mm. you know, but God made us one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really what the ro- one of the roles of the church is to look after those people that are broken, those yeah. that are lost, those that are being thrown away by, abandoned mm. by, mm. because he, the Bible says that fa- the, God the Father is the father to the orphans. Mm. Yeah. So, he looks after the widows. He's, yeah. So, it's very important that we understand that as a church, not just um yeah we look after ourselves but we all I went I got connected to a church because I enjoyed first being with uh, like I enjoyed the the their singing praise and worship mm-hmm. and then uh, if you're a first timer at church it's a big church where I came from so it's not like here your small church everyone comes to you like yeah. say hello to you in a big church it's quite different. Mm. It's only few people that maybe just the people that brought you, but once I con- connect got connected to small groups, mm. that's when I started mm. to to like being at church because yeah. small group smaller groups is uh, more intimate. You know, like it's more personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get to know the people. Then I started with the young people. I started with being involved in the ministry. So. By being at church, you also discover what God really called you to do. Yeah, because you want sure. you want discover it uh, if you're just by yourself. 
Mm. Right? By being yeah. at church, you, because you, you get, like I said, you get opportunity to minister or even, you know, like in a small group, they ask you, what do you want to share? And you testify and you're not, you're not scared to testify because it's just a small group. Then by that mm. testimony, you realize, oh, I can share. I can mm. encourage people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's very important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing I think about um, when, when we say community and, you know, small groups and stuff. Uh, one scripture that comes to mind is how Jesus sat with sinners. Mm. Um, and, you know, the Pharisees asked the disciples, why does your teacher sit with such scum? Mm -mm. Um, and because they weren't used to the, that sort of community and yeah. church that Jesus brought. Yeah. They were used to people coming to the synagogue and hearing, um, hearing the word like that. Mm. But Jesus came, still went to the synagogue, did all that stuff too. But at the same time, he built a community through food mm. and drink mm. with people who were rejected by society. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think it's a prophetic thing as well yeah. that the church one day soon will change from being a house of, you know, um, what we traditionally see now yeah. where it's like praise and worship, tithes yeah. and offering, communion, the word, see you later. Yeah. Something is, I've, I can feel it. Something is about to shift. Mm. Um, and I just think like it, the church definitely needs a shift. Um, yeah. And like you said, you said that something came up to my mind that where the other perception of people for uh, about church is that, Church is only for good people. Yeah, no, no. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Church is only for good people. Why would I go there? I'm a sinner. Mm. I'm, I'm worse. I'm a criminal. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So they tend to instead of being drawn to church, they just don't yeah. wanna be involved with you mm. because you're mm. all good people. How, how you will not accept me. Yeah. You know, if mm. you find my past or if you find who am I, then mm. you might just throw mm. me out. Yeah. Mm. But based on that story. Jesus ate, ate with the sinners, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's why the Pharisees were so upset. Like, yeah. that's not who we are. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you should be, you should be a, like more, like you should look at yourself more than these people. Yeah. But yeah. that's not like we, Jesus came down from earth to touch, you know, mm. the lowly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a controversial question that ties into what you guys were talking about. So nowadays people are coming to church for fear of getting sick and people aren't uh, people are encouraged to stay home if they are if they have symptoms but then <laughs> yeah something that we've heard you say off camera off um, all that off recording is that the church is for the sick yeah so what <laughs> on yeah. camera what, okay. what do you say <laughs> so like you know whenever we act based on fear then that's when we we are all, already out of the will of God, right? But when we act based on faith, then we please God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what I'm saying is, if we, if we, if we go with the flow of how the world is trying to put fear upon people, then yeah, we will just say, okay, yeah, we better close the church because it's very... It's um, there's a contagious disease here, and we don't want everyone to be affected. So we are no longer moving or acting upon faith. Mm. We're moving towards how the world wants us to move in. Mm. Right? We're already acting on what they want us to act. Mm. That's how they want us to respond. Is to respond in fear. Mm. 
I'm not saying be be ignorant or be um what's that um reckless reckless that you don't take those precaution of wearing mask or yeah uh if god didn't tell you to go to the war don't go to the war mm. right yeah. same thing so what i'm saying is if we act on fear then we don't get the approval of god there mm. we will be that like there's no protection there but when we act on faith then the divine protection is upon them remember that story mm. of job yep. right He's, he was fearful that something bad will happen to his children and what happened it happened right yeah. it came to pass because that's what he was fearful of so what are you what you are fearful of that's gonna happen right mm. now the point of the church is the place for it's a refuge yeah for the sick mm. so if people are coming to us with sickness don't we believe that we have the power mm. like jesus jesus was raised from the dead and the bible says that the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is within us that's death this virus i mean <laughs> compared to death and virus this is just virus i'm i'm not disregarding covid or the virus very mm. controversial i'm not disregarding <laughs> that but what i'm saying is i do believe that the there's power there's power in the in the, the name of jesus there's power in the blood of jesus that can heal any sickness yeah. you know so all we just need is to not act upon fear mm. so uh, i i don't believe that the church we should bow that because that's, if we see the story of daniel and his three friends that's what happened mm. right that the 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 king just want them to shut down don't start praying just worship this idol but what did they do they went against that requirement of the king and god protected them So uh, this morning I was thinking about how important it is for us to really hear the spirit because you never know the places where you go mm. right and and I know that this fear has increased even before Christmas yeah and this is what this is what really want the enemy to happen mm. people be mm. fearful like no one wants to go out because they are scared yeah but if I'm going Uh, according to the will of God and I know that I have faith I I I release my faith over the word of God Psalms 91 I, I I'm I'm covered by his feathers I'm protected by God and wherever I go it can be this virus here next to me but mm-hmm. I'm protected yeah 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 so th- you're not gonna be scared definitely I think um one thing that you touched on is super important as well people are, are moving in fear Yeah. One story I think about often during this whole pandemic is uh John G Lake mm. when he was in Africa. Mm. The the researchers and stuff like that who are, you know, dealing with the bodies and like you couldn't pay a, a citizen enough mm. to go help clean out the bodies. That's what that's how the that's how this um this thing goes. John G Lake comes to, comes to town and he's not fearful of the virus at all. Whatever plague was going on there. He said Uh, he quoted Romans. He said, um, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. That that was his answer when the scientists and whoever was there asked him, why um, why are you here? Why, why aren't you scared? Um, don't you know how dangerous this thing is? Blah, 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 blah. And he quoted that scripture. Then he says, put the virus in my hand and watch it yeah. die. Mm. 
they put the virus in his hand and they could literally see under the microscope after they took the sample again, um, the, the, the bacteria was dead. Dead in his hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, something you said at the start, Pastor Chris, as well, we've, we've brought the world into where only the word should be. Mm-hmm. We have adapted to so many systemic things of the world. We've brought them into church mm-hmm. when really the church is supposed to it's influence supposed the world. To, yeah. Like you were saying this morning at church, um, how in the Old Testament, kings and uh, leaders of nations would seek wisdom and counsel from prophets. Um, and we hardly ever see that anymore. No. Um, I'm not even sure if that even happens. Oh, yeah. uh, I know for Australia, I'm sure it doesn't. No. But um, but I definitely think that needs to start happening again. How, mm. how that happens, I'm not sure. Um, only God knows, but God's got mm. a good plan. So yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Because your, your, your wisdom, God's wisdom will draw people to you. Remember King Solomon? Mm. Yeah. Right? People are drawn to him. because of, mm. not, not because he's good looking. That The Bible doesn't say that. Mm. But, but because of wis- wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Even other kings and queens, are, queen, of, uh, queen of Sheba came to him mm. to ask for wisdom. Yeah. So yeah. The, the wisdom of God will attract people. Mm. Even politicians or high profile people. Is when mm. they recognize you have something mm-hmm. that I need. You have yeah. something that I don't have. That's right. You know, they, 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 will come, they will come to you. And I was listening to a discussion also between this, um, he's a prophet. I, I won't mention the name. But he said, um, uh, do you know that they are still listening to us? If they are not interested in what, like he's referring to his group. And he said, people of high profile in America... Um, people in, you know, like those intelligent, intelligence, in intelligence, they're listening to us because they are giving prophetic word. Mm. And the prophetic word that this man released has happened. Mm. So it's like, he's not, he's not a false prophet. He's most of his prof- prophetic word during 2019, 2020, 2021, um, God has downloaded all this and he released it. So they found out that, yeah, you're right. Like you're, you're seeing in the future. Mm. So now the people that are, you know, in the intelligence, they're listening to him. And he said, are you sure they're listening to us? And he said, yes. If, if, do you think they have shut us down? No. They know that we, we, God, God speaks to us. Mm. You know, like the Bible says that God shares his secret mm-hmm. to his people. Mm. So when someone, you give a prophetic word or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, they will come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, you told me this and this happened. Yeah. So yeah. I want to listen to you again, mm-hmm. right? So that's what's going to happen. When we, yeah. when we start to use the gift and manifest the gift, people yeah. will be drawn. Because Definitely. you have the wisdom. You, you can see in the future, they might call you a fortune teller, mm-hmm. but in the Bible, you're a prophet. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. about to change. Yeah. Amen. All that stuff is only available when we walk in faith. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Fear, uh, like I was listening to Pastor Paul's um, morning sermons and uh, he he hates fear. Like, first of all, hates fear. Like, have <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with fear. Yeah. And he was just reading the uh, reading scripture about how Christians aren't supposed to have any fear in them. Yeah. Have none. Perfect love drives out all fear. fear. So, yeah, all that stuff, like with uh, John G. Lake, he was in faith. Like he wasn't, um, he didn't have fear. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the state of the church right now in is fear. in fear. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to bring up a, a 
scripture as well. So Matthew 8. So Jesus heals a man with leprosy. And leprosy was even worse mm. yeah, than yeah. COVID. COVID was, COVID, like, um, I'm not sure of the statistics, but it's, it's not on the level of leprosy. Mm-hmm. People lose their limbs. And back then, like, they were so afraid of leprosy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone that had leprosy, they weren't allowed to be anywhere near. They're an outcast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they they're, they're living outside the town. Yeah. So isolating, yeah. just like yeah, in COVID. Even with yeah. their own family, they yeah. have to be separated. Yeah. 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 And like we see discrimination now, but mm-hmm. back then it was even worse. Yeah. Like if you had leprosy, you don't like they, they hated them. Mm. And um, so, yeah, Matthew 8. When Jesus came down from the mountain side, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him. And so a man with leprosy came and knelt before him. So you would have imagined like what that man with leprosy had to go through to get through like the courage he had to go through all the barriers Mm -hmm. that society has created about if you have leprosy, then you're not accepted Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. He had to go through all of that stuff. And he he knelt down and he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. And he said, I am willing. Mm -hmm. Be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like what Pastor Chris was talking about, how... These, the church is a refuge for the sick. Yeah. And, and all this stuff is, again, it's, it's available when we walk in faith. All this stuff, like healing. And I think the state of the church right now, like we hardly ever talk about healing and supernatural yeah. stuff. It's mainly yeah. about like... Um, dating and... Dating. All this different yeah. stuff. Relationship, like, uh, yeah. godly relationship. Like, uh, and all that stuff is fine, but... There just needs to be... Like the demonstration of power. Yeah. Um, I think we've we've had enough of eloquence of words. Yeah. We have a lot. There's a you can go on Spotify, type in Christian podcast or whatever, yeah. and there's literally so, like so motiva- many motivational. Mm. Yeah. There's so many. There's heaps of messages. motivational messages and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, we have That's, the yeah. the good thing is we have the eloquence of words. Mm. What if we pair that with demonstration of mm. power? Then we're like it's like a dynamite thing. Yeah. So put two and two together, we can get the world saved. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's all like, I feel like it's like all superficial. Mm. It's like you're just, you're just not, you're not really healing the root cause. Mm. You're not really healing the real reason why this per- person is hurting. Mm. Right. But, God, you know, in the Bible it says that Jesus always deal with the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't deal with the, with the fruit. He does. He deals with the root. He always he wanted the, the root to be uprooted. Yeah. So, like, if you're if you're depressed or oppressed, there's there's a root cause. Yeah. And 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 motivational speaking will not heal that. Like, will not really. It's just like you just covered it with a band aid, but not mm-hmm. the 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 real reason for this for that wound is still there. Yeah. yeah. That's why you can it can dry for a season, but then it will come back. Mm-hmm. So, but when it's dealt with the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, with the anointing, it's the anointing again. I like that anointing breaks the yoke mm. because mm. the anointing really breaks the yoke, yep, right? Sure. So you you need to be like genuinely healed, and that's what God wants us to demonstrate mm. as a mm. church. And what happened during this last two years now? Mm. Yeah, um, that is supposed to be 
the church rising up. Mm. But yeah, again, God has given us this opportunity. This is a door open to us mm. to take our original assignment, yeah. to take yeah. our original position yeah. as the body of Christ, as yeah. people yeah. of the kingdom. Yeah. So yeah, I think what is happening now is also has to put a challenge in, in us yeah. individually and corporately. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, this is the verse that I just read. It's Jesus doing it. And if anyone calls himself Christian, they ought to live the way Jesus, Jesus lived. lived. Yeah, one John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's this, there's definitely a there's a definitely a gap mm. where that we need to we need to level up mm. for sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. The church is at the moment not fulfilling what it's supposed to be doing the role it's supposed to be playing in the world but we're going to get there and we're going to start showing the world that we're not yeah un, uh, not essential like this is essential the only reason why they don't see us as essential is because they see they don't think that we can solve the problem yeah but yeah. right here Jesus solved it instantly yeah yeah Because they see us um useless yeah. they see the church lame mm. You know yeah. how they say we, 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 we use the we use Christianity as our as a crutch. Yeah. So yeah, but that's not how what yeah. or what, how yeah. God really designed us to yeah. be, and it's really a revelation that we should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I believe there's. I know that there are now churches like insignificant churches before mm -hmm. small churches that are rising up. Actually, mm. yeah. uh, we don't hear them. Mm -hmm. um, we there there's no a big platform mm -hmm. for them before mm -hmm. but God is now using them in bringing this mass uh, evangelism like yeah. people are getting saved yeah. and the supernatural are being experienced mm -hmm. so I believe that's all like not just here in Australia we may we never know there's small churches here now in different states of this nation that are God is really powerfully moving so yeah. uh, all it needs is people that are willing People that are not scared, people that are not moved by the spirit of fear. Mm. I hear a testimony. I heard a testimony just last week, where um, this this is a church in America, a big church, mm. and because people stop going to church, that church has become empty. Mm -hmm. So there's no use for them to continue on their uh, services. This church was donated to a church in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Right? There's another testimony I heard. Um, This is in Canada uh, last year, where this is a big church. And you know how we had this COVID and lockdown. So this church, is, um, they stopped their church service. But there's another church. Actually, the pastor was put to jail because he continued his church open. Mm -hmm. And he's got a small church with no building. They're just renting the building. Mm -hmm. And the big church with thousands of people, When they opened, when the lockdown was over, he started to open his church. No one came. Like, hardly anyone turned up because all his members went to the mm. church that stayed open during COVID. Mm -hmm. So he ended up giving up the church and gave it to that pastor. Mm. That's a miracle. Yeah. But it didn't happen. It won't happen if that pastor didn't stand up for what he believed mm -hmm. is true. So I believe this is the time. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a testing time for those who are really strong and yeah. courageous yeah. and bold. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So bringing it back to 
congregating as a church. All this stuff that we're talking about as well, like um, walking in faith, that this is what we're doing. This is the stirring up one another into in good works and love. Yeah. Like we're not just um, encouraging like, oh, good job and yeah. all that stuff. No, like we're encouraging one another to do the assignment that God has given us, mm. given us as a church. You can't get the same thing from just uh, listening listening yeah. to preachings and all that stuff. Um, just like what I, what I shared at the start of the podcast about accountability. Mm. Like that's, we keep each other accountable because the default, uh, it's like I can definitely say, and you guys can tell me if you, if you relate that sometimes you just want to do the, e like go the easy route and just yeah. go be lazy. I don't want to put myself out there and risk being humiliated or anything like that or get hurt. But that is why we come to church, to stir one another up. A question I'd ask to people that don't come to church is why? Why don't you? You know? Like when they're saying, oh, doesn't mean I'm not saved. Doesn't mean, uh, doesn't mean I lose my salvation. It's, it's like, but why aren't you coming? What's the reason? But yeah. So, in summation, come to church. Where is everybody? Come to church. Come Let's to go. church. Go to church. Find yeah. a church. Be connected. Be connected. If connect you're not connected, come to our church. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's different. There's different reason why people doesn't go to church. Yeah. Right? Their concept again, like their conception of church. Some people they don't go to church because they think the church is judgmental. Mm. The church is critical. The church is only for good people or holy people. Or the church is, uh, the church is only after my money. So there's different reason, or maybe they had a bad experience or someone that they know, that someone that they love had a bad experience with the church. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they, you know, they just said, oh, I don't want to be involved in the church. Or I, I knew years ago that this one person that got saved, he she goes to the Bible study, but she never go to church. And when we ask her, why don't you want to go to church? Because the church will take my time. Mm -hmm. So different reason, mm -hmm. again. So, but again, like if you don't have the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that you need to be planted in the house of God. If you're going to read that in Psalms 92, there are benefits of being planted. There are benefits of being connected mm. to a church because, okay, so, you know, the church, a local church is part of the body of Christ, right? So our church harvest now, church can be the, the, the feet of Jesus, the other church, may, I could say Jesus Lord or God is good, you know, or Hillsong. Mm -hmm. They can be the arm. They can, and I cannot, I cannot function, or the body of Christ cannot mm -hmm. function fully if if I'm not connected with the parts of the body. Mm -hmm. So the same thing, if you're not connected with the body of Christ, you cannot really function mm -hmm. as an effective believer. You will not grow mm -hmm. without being connected to the body of Christ. Because if I cut this small finger. And like say you want to be isolated, you want to cut this, you're, you're this one, you want to be cut off from the rest of these fingers, then you will not, you will not grow. You will not, you will not be effective mm. because you're not connected to the real source of life. Mm. So being connected with the church is very important. It's, it's not basis of salvation, but at the same time, it's also your obedience mm. to the word of God. A leg on its own is useless. Yeah, <laughs> useless. Yeah. Yeah, amen. That's a that's a good place to end. So come to church. 
And um, next episode, we'll be talking about how to determine what church you're supposed to be planted in. Mm. Um, but to end this podcast, um, Pastor Chris, can you pray? Okay, let's pray. So if you haven't been connected to a local church and you just received the Lord Jesus Christ, I encourage you, yeah, wherever you you're, you live, just look for a local church and get connected there. Because, um, I'm, I really, like, I assure you, you will start to grow and find out more about the purpose and the will of God for you. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you and we just pray for every individual that are listening to this podcast right now. Lord, it's not an accident that they are they they get connected with us through this podcast and we just lift them up to you. If they are in a place where they don't have a local church yet or they're not connected to a local church yet, Lord, we believe your Holy Spirit has some has a church for them and we just pray that you speak to them Lord you show them the right church for them that they will get connected they will be uh, edified and they will be encouraged in Jesus name and we pray Lord those that are in fear of this virus in fear of what's gonna happen to them or what's gonna happen to their future or what's gonna happen to this year 2022 Lord the spirit of fear is not for your children and we cast it out in Jesus name Lord, we pray, Father God, that they will move into the spirit of faith in Jesus' name. They will, they will move, oh Lord God, in, in, in the knowledge that you are their faithful God, that you will provide for them, that you will protect them, and that you, oh Lord God, will go with them all the time, everywhere they go. You are with them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast.